everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Weekly String Podcast, where there are no strings attached. This is your host, Silas, and I'm accompanied by... Hi, I'm Aiden, guys. What's going on? Welcome right. to episode two. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, so Aiden, if you want to maybe tell the people a couple of things that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so our first topic we're going to be getting into is New York and the um, firing of the employees. And then we will be transferring over to D.C. and their mass mandate lifts, uh, what was truly lifted and what was not. And then we're going to uh, probably jump over into Ukraine and talk about what's going on there, what some of the things the president of the United States is talking about. And from there, we're going to be bouncing around a little bit on a couple of extra topics that are just interested to talk about. Perfect. All right. Well, yeah, I floor is yours if you want to kind of dive us into things. Oh boy, would I. All right. Our first topic is uh, New York. New York has fired over 1,500 employees. And it turns out that most of those employees are um, school care people. They've all been fired due to not wanting to get the vaccine, which is very interesting Mm -hmm. for New York to be firing all those people. Um, It started to happen on February 11th. And if they could not show proof of vaccination... Uh, they were fired, mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting. There's been a couple of protests that have started to go on uh, in New York about this. And people are starting to think that more numbers are going to rise as the time goes on. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. What do you think about yeah. that? Well, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I know that in our last show, we talked about um, our personal stances on, you know, vaccines and mandates and, and stuff like that. And, um, I know that in the in the last couple months and really over the last year, we've heard so much about um, healthcare workers that had been let go, um, unfortunately due to their n- not wanting to get the vaccine. And you know, obviously, I think people know that our or at least my stance on it is that if they don't want to, they shouldn't have to. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really crazy to hear about. Uh, educational workers being let go as well, because although um, obviously we we under I, I understand the states going, hey, you're around the kids and you're not allowed to do this, but it, when we look at the science, we see that kids are the least affected, and mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, I I think that it's it's very similar to our previous conversation in the way that. Um, that these mandates work, but it's very disheartening to see those who are committed to helping um, kids learn and to progress being let go over this. Right. And actually, uh, Mayor Eric Adams uh, had a statement saying our goal is uh, always to vaccinate, not terminate. And this uh, city workers uh, stepping up and meeting the goal placed before them. Uh, he continued, out of all the city employees who received notice two weeks ago, only two who worked last week uh, were no longer employed by the city, um, which is, I think he's talking about the police there. Let me check. Yeah, he's talking about paramedics and mm-hmm. uh, frontline workers who are not getting vaccinated. So um, two frontline workers have stepped up uh, to get the vaccine uh, from this two-week no save sent. Gotcha. Which is interesting. Yep. Only two. So two, two people stepped up. Uh, his words and you know we they let go of 15 was it 1500 yep. so not great odds but uh you know i i believe that's the is that the same mayor that 
that uh, had just recently said he was talking about his time as a police officer. And he, uh, he said this really great thing. He said that he, every day when he was a police officer, he said, I used to whoop those crackers. So right. Yeah. Very, very nice guy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's wonderful news to hear that, that teachers and uh, educational workers are being let go from their jobs over this. It's uh, wonderful, wonderful news. Right. Uh, moving right along from uh, one vaccine problem to the next, DC uh, lifting their mandates, but uh, not to everyone, apparently. Yeah, I saw this. Um, this was a big one that I, I found interest in. So apparently in DC, starting uh, today when we were filming this, was they lifted their mask and their vaccine mandates for businesses such as bars, um, believe it was bars, adult, adult services and, and things as such restaurants, which, you know, that's great. Let the small businesses thrive. Uh, but unfortunately they did not lift them in schools. And as said prior, um, kids are the least, least affected by this virus. So what, what are your thoughts on this? I think it is interesting. Um, I do know they lifted, uh, like you said, the mandate in restaurants and bars, but they also did it in uh, sports and entertainment venues, uh, gyms, businesses mm-hmm. and grocery stores and uh, pharmacies, uh, retail establishment and government offices, um, which are a lot of enclosed space, especially offices, uh, grocery stores. And I was surprised with the sport and entertainment venues. That's <laughs> kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those are a lot more cram packed and you're sitting right next to someone than uh, if you were to in a school. Mm-hmm. So very similar to the 70,000 people at the Super Bowl that uh, right. all those celebrities without masks, but getting back to DC. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm huge, huge proprietor of small business. I love to see uh, these businesses get their freedom back and be able to, to function as they would. But it is really, really frustrating, especially, um, I want to say, as, as a young person in our school, where, where we are, um, we have to wear a mask indoors. And even though I don't personally agree with it, I do. Um, but this idea that kind of the, the whole world around them is, is opening back up and then these kids are being forced to, uh, to do this, it, it, it passes beyond logical sense, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Very hot topic, hot topic right now. Uh huh. Very interesting. But, um, do we want to try and talk about Ukraine and what the president said or said he wanted to do? Going one hot topic to another. I, I think oh, always here. I think so. I think that would be good. All right. Um, Biden recently said that he wanted to give a $1 billion loan to Ukraine. And that's a guaranteed loan. He said, um, I think, if it was in a different point, like a different sense, that might be useful. But right now, like we said in our last podcast, Ukraine isn't really looking for money. They're looking for men and people. Mm-hmm. Right now, they kind of have a draft, but it's more um, whoever can join, whoever's like wanting to. Um, like it's heavily encouraged. Right. Yeah. So to give $1 million, um, it's kind of an interesting approach <laughs> i guess you could say because i don't think that's what they're really looking for I, I i expect them to take it and be grateful for it but i don't think that's what they're um really wanting i think they'd rather have like 
a billion men or something if they were able to. Yeah, I think it's similar to to what we talked about last time in this um, kind of desense, desensitized. Oh my goodness, being desensitized to the world around them, and it feels this seems like it's some sort of odd kind trying to pay pay off the problem. It doesn't make sense, um, and in my opinion, not a whole lot of what has been done does. But to be to see be seeing this, and um, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at at global economies and whatnot um i believe you said it was a million a uh, billion oh okay so ob- obviously a billion dollars is no small no small number no um, but when you look at the grand scheme of of countries and economies and all this stuff um yes a billion dollars is going to help them significantly and i think um i can imagine that that will probably go to their military uh fund when if we if we do send that money but it 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 seems like throwing a a cup of water onto a bonfire it doesn't it's not going to solve anything um and getting getting deeper into into the ukraine situation i i saw today um apparently the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, uh, he is really pushing for an answer on whether, on a definitive statement on whether Ukraine will or will not join NATO. And um, the more I learn about this, I find it very interesting because I think this is something that not a lot of people fully understand about the situation is that NATO um, being being so prevalent with the United States is that if Ukraine joins NATO, we will then have U.S. troops basically right on Russia's doorstep, which then raises a militarial um, concern for them and their national safety. And I, I do not side with Russia on almost anything, um, but understanding the situation more has definitely been a benefit of understanding that oh this is why they don't want this to happen and why are we not doing anything to about it and uh if if you want to talk about i'd love to uh love to try and find find a tweet by uh tulsi gabbard who is uh she's a democrat congresswoman she's a veteran um and i don't agree with her on everything but she had a really great point talking about there's really no reason um, that this should be happening right now in, in Ukraine and in Russia. Um, and right. yeah, it, it's, it's such a mess. So if you want right. to kind of talk on this point as well. Uh, yeah. Um, very interesting that he's going with uh, money inside troops, like you were saying, but um, apparently uh, Russia has announced a little bit of a withdrawal with some mm-hmm. of the troops that's sending over. Yep. Probably like you were saying, because of the um, just the unclarity of what Ukraine is going to do with NATO. Um, yeah. It's been interesting to see, to see Putin of all people um, leaning, leaning more towards a, a deacceleration more so than, than we really are. Uh, and right. I think it questions, causes question as to the motives of of uh, our current of our military leaders and uh what's going going on right what's going on in the background behind the curtains mm-hmm. but um yeah apparently um 130,000 troops have uh been kind of pulled back away from some of Ukraine's borders um it's just kind of it's not really like a certain area it's just throughout the entire side of that border mm-hmm. uh, 
but that's kind of interesting because that's a recent thing that happened actually just today. So mm-hmm. I wonder if some sort of talk went down or something. Yeah, I, I thought from the very beginning of this, before everything has kind of uh, blown up in a sense, I originally thought that this was going to just be Russia kind of uh, flexing their military, kind of showing off what they have and their capabilities. And then we, we got closer. We currently are getting closer and closer to looking like there may be a conflict. Um, but it, it is definitely a good sign to see them pulling back um, but I have a feeling that if they do not receive an answer quickly, um, that there will, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they make a, uh, a rather harsh and, uh, and rash decision. Right. Yeah. This might just be a, uh, like a quick decoy or something. Maybe they're pulling back like, Oh yeah, we're going to come back. And then maybe they'll do something crazier than what we're thinking. Yeah. It, it's pretty, um, not unprecedented, but I would say it's uncharted waters right now. We're like we right. talked about it last time. It's we're at we're at points where um, you know our 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 wars and our military. It's, it's we're going farther digital as well as our physical things are just becoming larger and larger. Um, if that makes sense, it's just going to yeah. get really messy really quickly if things aren't handled. Right. Yeah. It's uh, very scary at this moment to see what's going on. But mm-hmm. uh, let's probably, for now, let's move back uh, eastern side. Let's go back to uh, Canada and um, what they're doing right now and what their, uh, their prime minister yeah, their prime minister's saying. I um, have been extremely surprised to uh, to see to see these things unfold. Uh, Canada was always known for being the, the really nice people, you know, the, the, they'll help right. you out whenever you need. And it, it is freakish to, to see these, these, uh, their, sorry, their prime minister making the moves that he is. Um, I saw today that he is, uh, this is from CNN, they reported the Canadian government is aiming to cut off financial support for protesters who are staging blockades at border crossings as it is ratcheted up the pressure on the demonstrators by invoking the country's emergency act. Right. So their prime I, heard minister- they were, I heard they were freezing um, personal bank accounts and suspending insurance. I did. Uh, I, I saw it as well is that apparently um, their government was claiming that if that they would and they could or they could and they would freeze people's bank accounts if they were found to have uh, given money to the truckers, which is scary in itself. That that to me um, on the surface is just ridiculously tyrannical. That doesn't make any sense that um, very, very crazy. But I also saw that apparently uh, the Canadian government had was at one third of the amount of votes, I believe, that was needed uh, to enact the country's emergency act, meaning what he's doing, um, the this act that he's trying to to start up is not actually possible. He doesn't have the support. Right. Um, and, you know, it, in the United States, when we see things, we can see things in West or in Eastern Europe or in Southeast Asia and these things that happen um, where 
we can kind of really feel great about the freedoms that we have, the, the way that you and I can talk about whatever we want and say our opinion about it. And in a lot of places that it's not allowed, um, the way that we could go down the street with a poster and, and an air or an, an, a speaker, and we could have a discussion with people. And you always think about North America as being, um, or specifically the United States, but North America, the hemisphere as being this free place that you can do as you please. And it's really, really um, freaky to see some a country so close, our northern neighbor, it, going down this route of, uh, of just really almost people are going to, I've seen people compare him to, to dictators and I, I don't want to make such a rash statement, but it's leaning that direction. It's really, really uh, horrible to see. Right. Yeah. Pretty scary to see that our, like you said, our Northern neighbors are going through this right now. I was surprised about the blockade in a hole. Like you mm -hmm. said, they're pretty quiet for the most part, but this, Man, this time of the year, I guess, everything's on fire right now. When it's either Ukraine or COVID or <laughs> truckers, it's... Yeah, I saw somebody <laughs> I saw somebody make a comment about saying that uh, the United States government should invite all of the truckers uh, down to the United States and employ them because we are currently having a supply chain issue with... Um, with primarily the the harbors in on the western coast but uh i saw that and i i laughed at first but i thought that would be a really really hilarious way of uh kind of win a win-win is they they get to keep their jobs and not have to get vaccinated and not have to be actually we talked about this last time was that the majority of them are uh are vaccinated they right. just don't want to be they want their freedom back um, right. And I think that would be a really hilarious outcome if they end up coming down here, we get our supply chain figured out and they get their, uh, get to keep their jobs. Right. Yeah. Interesting takes <laughs> going around the world. Definitely. What um, is also an interesting take is the Oscars and uh, who's hosting <laughs> there's been a lot of, um, good news and a lot of bad news and a lot of people who uh, like it and dislike it. So yeah, I, your opinion? I added this to the list of, of topics to kind of lighten the mood. And I thought it'd be kind of funny uh, talking about the way that the Oscars apparently have, uh, have chosen their, their hosts for the, for the award show, that being Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer and uh, Regina Hall. Um, I'm not familiar with who Regina Hall is, but I know the other two. And, you know, it, it's really great to see, um, it's really great to see in a, in a time where our country is really having, um, having a lot of struggles, you know, and trying to get through things that, that the Oscars would, would say, hey, they double down and say, hey, despite having horrible ratings for the last like three years, let's get some comedians that nobody likes. And I think it would really build the corral or the morale. Um, yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on, on Amy Schumer being, being a host? <laughs> oh man. I just hope we can keep the jokes 
to uh, a minimum. We'll keep it. Yeah, hopefully it's not gonna go below the belt, if you know what I mean, with her history. So that's typically Maybe her style. Yeah, hopefully not, because the Super Bowl was getting a little bit rated when it came to the halftime show, and I hope the Oscars doesn't go down that loop too. Yeah. So. No, I I don't personally watch them. Um, I I love movies, but I'm I'm not a fan of of award shows. But, uh, yeah, that that was a little gag to throw in there. Um, right. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing more about some of the mask things. Um, I'm seeing. Sorry. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this. Uh, on it says on March first, masks will not be required in. Uh, restaurants, bars, sports, entertainment venues, gyms, uh, houses of worship. So that, that, I like that. Uh, businesses, <laughs> grocery stores, retail establishments, and uh, and this is in DC. Right. So, yeah. What I guess kind of looping back, uh, and I guess also you mentioned the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's something that I I thought we could talk about is the way that um, you know how it's being handled. Well, I I guess more so than just the way it's being handled, but the way that the way that the public is being talked to, because right. I watching the Super Bowl and you see, you know, that's a seventy thousand people, pretty closely packed together in a state where your kids have to wear a mask to go to school. Right. And I think seeing, we saw Justin Bieber and his uh, girlfriend. Now is it or was that his sister? I didn't really. Uh, he, really he's see it that well. Justin Bieber is married. I, I didn't see him, but I I did see a whole lot of A list actors. Um, almost all of them or athletes. They're there, not wearing a mask, partying, and this is something that I think we we keep seeing it happen over and over and over again. And I'm wondering what when is the point that we're going to kind of say, okay, this is enough. When are we going to see all these, you know, uh, the one percent, as as they put it, breaking these rules that they're putting in place? And then I think it's a discussion that I think when when the discussion gets brought up, people get people get divided again. And you go, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You just you're, you're a Trumper or whatever it may be. And we're not talking about the hypocrisy and the problems that are facing us. And I I don't know. I, I can't make a whole lot of sense of it. Um, right. The way, the way that, that it's being handled. Right. Yeah. Very interesting that we kind of overlook when they're not doing what we're told to do. Um, now I don't really know too much about it. I guess you could just say, well, why don't you just not wear your mask? But you know, that kind of gets a lot of us yelled at. And hated on, like you said, you'd be called a Trumper or something like that. Um, but yeah, very interesting that we're not really kind of addressing them about it. We're not really talking about them about it. We're more arguing mm-hmm. about each other doing yeah. those type of things. I think it brings us back to, to part of what we talked about last on the last episode was this divisiveness and the way that, that this is being handled. Um, I, I keep seeing, you know, uh, Dr. Fauci was America's golden boy for the last two years. And then um, and he, he's had a whole lot of a whole lot of breaking his own rules. And I'm it gets very frustrating and I don't want it to turn into um, 
I don't want it to turn into like a far right. Oh, COVID's fake and all this stuff, but because it's not. And a lot of people have passed away and it's, it's a tragedy, but I don't mm-hmm. think, I think we've passed the point where we need to be afraid. And I think that we're currently, I think a lot of people are starting to, um, inch their way towards back or back towards regular life. And, but I, I see Dr. Fauci, um, and he had just recently publicly said that he believes that, uh, we are very close to the end of the scary pandemic, uh, phase and that will, you know, we're, we're working our way towards now. The question I have for you is what do you think is the likelihood that this is going just going to be tied into the 2022 midterms? Uh, I don't really know, honestly, with how everything's been going around. I think, um, like, hopefully Fauci is right. We're over the whole scare. I think people being scared is um, what's kind of holding us back from growing and trying to actually figure out how to fully cure this vaccine or this vaccine, this um, COVID pandemic. Because right now the vaccine isn't a fully a cure. It's more of a uh, diluter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you as much symptoms and you're less likely to get it, but it is not a, like say measles, if you get the measles shot, you're most likely not going to get it. And um, like we talked about before, I mean, people are now getting the vaccine and are 71 times more likely to have a heart attack. Right. And uh, with the Johnson Johnson shot. Um, I think it was the Pfizer but was it the I, Pfizer now? The, the Johnson Johnson had its own slew of problems, but it did just come out that the, the Pfizer uh, was was causing two deaths for every life saved. And that's that's a terrifying uh, realization. Right. Yeah. But I yeah, I, I think that this is my prediction is I think that people, politicians on the left, which. I would say Dr. Fauci aligns himself with, um, I think we're about to see a major shift in the way that COVID is working. And it's going to be pretty, it, I think it's going to be pretty weird. And I, we're going to see a lot of people that are super, um, very, very scared of the, of the virus. And I think we're going to be seeing them actually starting to open things up. And I think that it's going to tie back into the midterms. And I think that uh, politicians on the left are going to start trying to take credit for, you know, solving the vac or solving the virus. And something, right. something that it's just a fact that a virus doesn't really go away. That's why we right. still have the flu. That's why we still have measles is that COVID is not going to go away we're going to constantly have new variants. That's constantly having more vaccines. And over time, I'm hoping that they will become better and less likely to cause uh, heart attacks and other ailments, you know, but I think that we're about to, I think those that have been against it from the beginning are going to be very, very shocked and very confused because people that have been for it for so long, um, are about to kind of shift on a dime and take credit for things. And I don't right. know how that's going to play. I don't know how that's going to affect um, people's voting and the, the country as a whole. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. And um, 
kind of how like you were saying with the um what was it 70 percent of people or it was like 70 percent uh it was was 71 times more likely to have a heart attack yeah i think that's the Mm -hmm. biggest reason people don't want to get the vaccine is the the unknown part of it Mm -hmm. i don't think it's wanting to just go against the grain and wanting to just do anything the left or the democratic party uh say and just do the complete opposite of that um i think it's more of just the unknown the that the fact that the vaccines are still in testing phase but they're still um able to be given to people due to um emergency what what was it labeled under Uh, in canada it was the um it was some emergency act. I, I'm not right. Sure. Yeah, the emer- an emergency act, basically, um, to get this out quicker for people. Um, and I think that's just the thing that have scared people. I don't think anyone's really doing it just for a political standpoint. Maybe, maybe someone, but mm-hmm. I know majority. I know majority are doing it more of just not knowing the unknown. I have a couple people that I know who were in the medical field for a long time and haven't got it only because they know that um, it's it's a new it's a new drug that we're using. It's mm-hmm. a new, it's just unknown. We don't really know everything about it and we're not going to know everything about it in two years of it being out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I, I guess before we kind of swap over to another, another topic, just like to remind the listeners that uh, similar to what we talked about last time was that I, at least for me, and I don't know about you, uh, but you know, I'm not anti vaccine. I'm not anti uh, I'm actually very pro-science, and that's why I believe what I do. Um, but I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-mandate. I'm anti-taking away people's freedoms and the way that they do things. And I don't like hysteria, and I don't like uh, fear-mongering. And I think that that has been a huge uh, huge piece of what these vaccines has turned into. I think it's turned – I think it, it probably started – and I don't know, but I think it started out as, hey, let's help people. And it very quickly morphed its way into, hey, this is a way that we can take some control over things. And, you know, that's where I stand on it. Right. Um, definitely used, uh, I wouldn't want to say for like a, a way of power, but it was definitely a nice foothold for people on both sides of the political agenda to use that um, to better themselves or try to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very interesting to say the least. Um, uh, next thing I'd like to get into is, uh, let me check here. Um, that athlete in the Olympics who, what was his name? Uh, Novakar, right? Was that, was that, was that the, uh, I don't think that was the Olympics. That was the tennis player for, uh, for the French open. Was it? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Yep. He um, he's willing to miss tournaments because he just does not want to get the vaccine. Um, I think that kind of ties into our what we just talked about, where I highly doubt he's because he's not even American. So I highly doubt he's doing it for a political agenda. I really think he's um, doing it because he just doesn't know. We don't know enough about it. He doesn't he doesn't want to risk his career to the fullest. Why? Why care too much about a couple trophies if, say, you were to get the shot and then it would make you paralyzed? Not saying that does, but like that's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. better to be safe than sorry. And I guess you could yeah. say that both ways about being vaccinated or not. Yeah, the, what I read on on Fox Sports was uh, he said that he'd rather sacrifice trophies than be required to get vaccinated. So, and from everything that I've seen, I 
wouldn't even say that. I don't think he's anti-vaccine. I think he's very similar to us. I wouldn't say that he's anti-vaccine. He's anti the he's against the idea that he's being forced to. And I think that that's, I think it's a, it's a noble, um, it's a noble thing for him to, to kind of say, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm willing to, um, to kind of stand for this. And so it, I'm sure that it is, it was a heartbreaking decision. Um, I, I believe he, he had a chance for a grand slam, which was, which in tennis is, is kind of winning, um, a, a whole bunch of these tournaments in a row and, stuff like this. And he's, he's an amazing athlete. And so it's, it's very disheartening to see somebody with such talent being restricted. Um, like we said about based off of fear. And I think that that was really what it comes down to is trying to, um, get away from, from this, this restricting fear that what people are feeling. Right. Yeah. And he is sacrificing a lot by, um, not taking the vaccine. He, one, he like you said, he won't be in his Grand Slam. Um, two, I, I bet a lot of fans are probably have left him due to his um, views on the vaccine. And uh, he has to go back to uh, France. He's not allowed to travel unless he's uh, vaccinated mm-hmm. in that area, which is huge if you're a tennis tournament player. But he said in his own words that uh, I, I'm willing to pay the price. So I believe that he is he's doing this uh he he believes what he's doing i guess is the best word to say um so i think the best thing to do is just um let him have his beliefs right mm-hmm. as they with someone who um approves on the vaccine which i i don't think he doesn't approve i think like you said he just like how we are we just don't know the full outcome of it and what's behind it all so yeah i i think it it all comes down to not letting fear make decisions for you as well as um you know knowing your boundaries and not not being willing to to uh, be pushed around and i think right. that's i think that's a good thing right yep um what else do we got we want to go over uh kentucky or virginia kentucky so let's not get this confused um the there was a huge case of bird flu found in um, poultry. Great. Up real quick. Yep. Over. <laughs> That's exactly what we need nowadays is another, right. uh, another virus to, to spread right. through. Now I, cause this, uh, I found this by the Hill. I think the, I, I don't really know what their takeaway is if they're just kind of saying the bird flu, but what really happened is um, over 30,000 turkeys had to be euthanized in an Indiana farm. Uh, due to like only a couple birds being found, which makes sense. I mean, you have to do that. You have to, it was probably a group that was in a, um, in a station, I guess. I don't really know what you call those at the uh, poultry plants, but um, probably a bird was found in that it's group and they all have to be euthanized sadly. And what's the worst part about it is they can't really use any part of the turkeys for anything because of um just in case that uh, other birds were contaminated with the flu. So you have mm-hmm. all the feathers and all that, that it just has to go to waste, which is sad to see. Yeah. I see here. It says uh, the the APHIS is working closely with state animal health officials in Kentucky and Virginia on joint incident responses. Uh, state officials quarantine the affected premises and birds on the properties will be uh, depopulated to prevent the spread of the disease. 
Right. So yeah, as, as a whole, uh, I think that that is very unfortunate and, uh, definitely not, not what we need nowadays or, uh, just it, well, I, I would love to, to see us in a time where we're not constantly getting hit by, uh, bird or uh, bird related or really flying object related uh, <laughs> viruses but yeah so right thank god it didn't happen around uh, Thanksgiving because we know that turkey prices are now probably going to go up a little bit due to this yeah it, on top of uh, their already rising prices right mm-hmm. well is there uh, any anything left that uh we want to cover before we we turn in for this episode kind of poking around our feed searcher here i'm uh, not really seeing much not yet but definitely uh interesting oh i did have just a quick little funny story i guess um where is it there was a man who here it is <laughs> There was an Arizona man who was um, uh, arrested for stealing a dinosaur claw and a gem, a $25,000 dinosaur claw. Very nice. Very interesting. Yeah. He tried to sell it to another vendor uh, the other day. So, you know, I, I, I love stories about really smart criminals. Fortunately, right. that's, unfortunately, that's not one of them. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to hear that he was caught uh hopefully they get hopefully they get those artifacts back where they belong uh yeah that's that's pretty funny though to hear you you don't hear about a lot of uh dinosaur related thefts nowadays and so it's really nice to hear that they're keeping it fresh uh not not giving up on <laughs> on that area right i guess you could say uh stealing dinosaur stuff is a little outdated um but we also have a couple other artifacts uh london art gallery uh has to remove some souvenirs uh, related to uh vincent van gogh um so apparently um they're being branded for selling uh insensitive things uh trying to make light of mental health uh what were they selling they were selling uh soap versions of uh van gogh's ear now if people who don't really know who he is or his history um uh, almost well seems he impossible, cut off, but for those that yeah, for those that don't but some who don't for some who don't um he cut off his ear uh to give to his girlfriend at the time wasn't it mm-hmm. or was it his wife um, i think it was his girlfriend maybe fiance will go in the middle right i don't think you'd marry a man who would try and propose to you with his ear but Yep, so they're kind of getting bashed a little bit for selling uh, gift shop soap. Oh, no, sorry, not soap, erasers. They're erasers. Wonderful. How did I forget that? Right. So we'll see how that outcome comes out. Uh, I think it was, I think originally it was meant to be a gag, uh, but some people, I guess, just can't take the joke. Yeah, I I find that. (laughs) I don't know how many ear racers they really were selling um to like make it that big a deal but it is pretty it i find it to be a funny uh funny gag gift just because knowing the the artist's history but that is quite 
um, quite comical that, that, you know, nothing, nothing is really safe nowadays. Um, <laughs> you, you do not make, do not make reference to anything. Yeah. Honestly, that, that make just makes raises questions. By Are you not allowed to do anything related to anybody that may or may not have had uh, a mental illness in the past? And, you know, it, it I think it brings a totally new chapter to potential censorship, which is uh, pretty freaky. Right. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Anything you want to try and cover? Anything uh, that you saw that was kind of interesting? Oh, I got one. Okay. Uh, Mardi Gras is returning into uh, New Orleans. Okay. After years of shutdown. So I don't know if they're... Let me check real quick. I don't know if they're keeping the mask mandate. Um, maybe, maybe just a different type of mask. Right, right. That's true. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, it does see here that they are introducing either a vaccine or a negative test mandate to enter the bars and restaurants. Interesting. So I think that's what they're going to do here. I don't know if there's... I don't see anything saying masks are a thing that you have to have or not which would be interesting but well hey what a what a wonderful way to finish things off is some good news for our listeners in new orleans that you will get to party late at night uh in some time coming up so right yeah well i think that that will do it for us uh on this episode if you have made it to this point we want to thank you so so much for for listening and um i i hope that you will come back for more uh we really enjoy doing this and uh if, if there's again uh we said this last time but if if you want to reach out to uh to either the show or one of us uh my personal uh instagram is silas underscore the underscore pair uh Aiden, if you want to say yours Yep, uh, it's just simply uh, Aiden Codling, uh, no spaces, uh, no capitals. All right, and uh, we also have the show Instagram, which is uh, at the underscore WS underscore podcast. And so uh, knowing me, I like underscores. So uh, yeah, so please reach out to us, send a DM if there's anything you want us to talk about uh, or if there's any any improvements that, that you want to recommend. Uh, we have open ears. We, we are very happy to be able to, to do this and to talk to you guys about just what is on our minds. Um, it, even though, you know, we, we know nobody really asked for our opinion, but we're going to give it to you anyway. So thank you for listening. Uh, right. if you, any, any, last, any last words for them? Uh, no, I just hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, like we said, you can uh, personal message either of us if you have anything that um, you think we could do better or anything that you think we should change. Um, or if you think we should cover a topic, uh, let us know because that would be interesting. I'd like to see the community uh, give us some topics and stuff that uh, you'd like to see covered and see our opinion on. Definitely. Not that it matters too much, but you never know. So Yeah, you know, you're here. You're listening. You You love our opinions right (laughs) all right well thank you again for listening and uh have a great day this has been the weekly string podcast where there are no strings attached